Hey everyone, so welcome back to another episode of Iglap. And of course, it's me as usual, Paolo, your host. And today is quite uh, rainy. I think there's a typhoon and a, and a uh, what do you call that? A shoot. I, I forgot what you call those, like a pressure area or something. So that's why it's raining a lot right now. Uh, crazy, crazy weather. So I hope everyone uh, is safe and sound. Uh, in their homes or wherever they are, you know, try to not go out because I've heard that some areas are quite flooded already. So, yeah, so for today's episode, um, it, it's quite special because it's an episode that I also wanted to do since last season. We're in, we'll be discussing more on religion and spirituality. So, there's some, so I'm not really sure if I mentioned this in Iglap before, but I do consider myself a very spiritual person, more than like a religious person. And for today's episode, uh, we have three guests who are very awesome and very special. One is a Buddhist, one is a Hindu, and the other guest who's been here probably 28 times or something uh, is also a spiritual person like me. But of course, each of us has her own way of seeing, you know, a higher being in a way. And this episode is really discussing like how each of us sees um, this higher being or beings, depending on the person. So, yeah. So let me introduce our first guest, no? <clears throat> All right, excuse me. So our first guest is someone who's been here uh, several times. And, you know, I got to know her pretty well just because of the many times she's been here. And I'm always happy to have her here. So... Welcome back to the podcast podcast, Danny. Hey, Danny. You're on mute, by the way. <laughs> I know, I know. I muted myself because the cats are running around. So anyway, okay. hi, everyone. It's good to be back. I'm very clean and conservative. Char. Pero... <laughs> But I, I guess this is an episode wherein I don't really need to be out there. I, I guess a lot of people have this misconception that or something. I'm not a spiritual person or I don't adhere to some kind of you know spiritual practice. And I think it's also a good thing to discuss spirituality as well as sexuality because I mostly talk about sexuality. And a lot of the times, it's hard for people to, you know, bring two things yeah. together, sexuality yeah. and spirituality. So, you know, it, it's good to talk about it, especially in society right now, wherein a lot of people are navigating through who they are. And yeah. I also had that kind of thing when it was me exploring my spirituality. And I'm also so happy that uh, you know that Danny agreed to to this episode because you know I think in almost all our episodes, the Danny it was always about the pleasure side and, and mm. such, right, and the artistic side of you know sexuality and things like that. But you know, at the end of the day, like what Danny mentioned, um, just because a person is into like this, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not like this, right? So mm-hmm. you know, when I found out that Danny is more of a spiritual type person. I really wanted her to come in just because, you know, I wanted people to know a different side of Danny as compared to, you know, the Danny that we usually have here on. There's nothing wrong with that, Danny. You know? just that it's nice to 
to see Danny as a whole person in that aspect, not to see her, all her different sides and such. So yeah, well, I'm glad to have you back again, Danny. I think maybe you and L. I'm not sure if you you've met L or if you've seen any episodes with L. But I think you and L are tied already, probably with uh, most guestings on Iglap. I think you're probably here like five, six times already. I'm guessing, no? Bisi Nikolai. No, na, not pa Nikolai. I think Nikolai four or five lang. Eh. I think you surpassed her already for sure. Uh, or baka equal na hamen. Or baka equal. That 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 could be it also. But yeah, let's just see. So our next guest. Uh, how do I? So our next guest is a Zen Buddhist minimalist, and he's as well as a pharmacist. So he practices Zen meditation and Buddhist philosophy for 15 years already. That's pretty long. And he also holds uh, meditation classes at the Chuon Buddhist Temple and facilitate meditation for uh, corporate events before the pandemic, of course. Uh, he is one of the founders of Cebu Meditation. He also conducts uh, traditional tea ceremony classes as well. That's pretty interesting. I would definitely want to discuss that a bit further. Uh, and he also has been a minimalist since 2006 to further supplement his spiritual path. So he is a licensed pharmacist and holds a degree in master's, uh, Master in Business Administration. Wow. And he also operates a drugstore and formulated the first all-natural pain reliever ointment, uh, the Mazu Pain Ease Bomb. I hope I pronounced that right. So welcome to Iglac for the very first time, Regal Francisco Andaya. Hey, Regal. Good evening. Good yes. evening, Reg. Mm. I'm so glad yes, that you're here. Pronounced as, it's pronounced as Regil. Oh, Regil. Okay, my yeah. apologies, Regil. And my if apologies. you can call me in my Buddhist name, you can call me also Tsuda. 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 J-I-D-E. Okay. I'll just be Regil if that's okay. I'm a very, um, I'm a very, uh, uh, how do you say it? A very um, matigas tongue in that sense. Like I can't do like the R thing and, and stuff like that. Uh, very hard for me to pronounce certain <laughs> words. But yeah, sorry, Regil. Yeah, so why don't you tell us more about yourself? I mean, your introduction in itself is very um, interesting in itself. I mean, you've been a Buddhist for 15 years. You have a master's degree in business administration and you're a pharmacist. And you've done so much in your life. So why don't you tell us a bit more about yourself? A bit more about myself? It is like that is already the 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 simplified version of it but basically it's just my day it's just an ordinary day i, I practice meditation since i am buddhist so every day i do meditation in the morning i have the rituals and then i go to work go to the drugstore and basically just like that end of the day and there's something to do like for example before before the pandemic i usually uh, facilitate meditation events since many companies are interested with meditation and uh, the art of coming down, they said, and uh, the art of relaxation. So that's why. So has been invited to that for, for several events and also some talks, some school events also. Like they want to learn about philosophy in general, specifically also like in Buddhist philosophy. They want to learn that. So I was been invited for several occasions as well before the pandemic, never not now. So most of the time I just stay at home. That's wow. it. Just stay at home. <laughs> and then yeah. of course I yeah. also mm-hmm. have a tea ceremony. Yeah. So every now and then I hold like like just the normal classes every now and then online for the tea ceremony. It's just more like for fun. Since 
most people are stuck at home. So that's it. Wow, I mean, a very, you know, you make it sound so simple, but I'm sure everything there has its own uh, complications and, and things like that. But sorry, before, you know, we continue with the episode, though, I'm just so curious, what exactly is this uh, tea ceremony? Tea ceremony, if you happen to know, like, movie, you watch movie, like, uh, Chinese movies and then uh, Japanese movies and Korean movies. I know you're familiar with a lot of key drama. If you happen to, to see historical Korean dramas, they always do the monks and they wear the robes like this and do the tea ceremony. Yeah. Like it's basically like that. But it's just that when it comes to ceremony, it's not about the aesthetic part of it, of course. We don't need to consider the aesthetic part because it looks so cool and calm and serene. But the philosophy behind it is to what is the most important thing. So tea ceremony is actually a philosophical um, practice and as well as meditative practice. So we go deeper into them, not just compare to that. Okay, now that, that's that's really cool. Now, yeah, I, I've seen you know several Chinese films you know back mm -hmm. in the day and such. Yeah, hopefully maybe we could uh, discuss a bit more later on mm -hmm. uh, the significance of the tea ceremony in Buddhism mm -hmm. and things like that. But yeah, mm -hmm. but thank you for being here, Rajal. I'm very uh, happy that you're here. And yeah, I hope you're safe because the rain's pretty bad. Is, the, is, is it raining in your area right now? Yes, yes, it's raining. Actually, I live in a mountain. I oh, love wow. so I live in a mountain. <laughs> wow, that, that is absolutely um, amazing, yeah. I'm sure it's quite um the weather there must be pretty good then. I mean like it's not too hot. Um, so like it's, it's kind of extreme. So because this we're on top of the mountain, the wind is strong, uh temperature is cold. Sometimes the only thing the good thing is not really so hot. Even if the weather is hot, it doesn't really affect that much because the wind the wind the wind is quite cold. Cool yeah. yeah. And fresh air and I can sit better and drink my tea better. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. No, yeah, that, that, that's really awesome. And yeah, thank you again for being here, Regel. Apologies again, Regel. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, for our next guest, uh, he is uh, a servant leader and a preacher of the International Society of Krishna Consciousness, or ISKON, I think that's how you call it, of Cebu in the Philippines. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, uh, it is also known as the Harak. Hare Krishna movement. So he's also the program coordinator of the Hare Krishna feeding program in Cebu, advocate of living sim uh, simple living, higher thinking, the Vedic way of life. He has a BA in psychology and an MA in guidance and counseling. Okay. Uh, and counseling, sorry. Working on a project of sustainable farming and cow protection in Bogo, Cebu. So please welcome to the podcast for the very first time, Randy Barrientos, also known as Radha Valabhadas. I hope I got that right. Uh, yes. <laughs> I did, right? Okay, good. One out of the two Thank guests you. I got in here. All right. So Radha, why don't you tell us a bit more about yourself? I mean, very interesting intro as well, but why don't you tell us a bit more about yourself? Okay. Um, once again, good evening, everyone. Hare Krishna. So, uh, good evening, Paolo, Regel, uh, Danny. So, thank you for having me here. So, first, I want to, uh, in, a, in a nutshell, uh, want to share about myself. So, uh, when I was small, I was, uh, uh, actually, I, I, my background is uh, Roman Catholic. 
doctors, okay. uh, mostly in Cebu. There's a lot of uh, Roman Catholics. I was an altar boy. My parents are into into church actually. So my brother is a lay minister. My 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 mom is a cat, uh, uh, working in the catechism. So how come I became a Hindu or became a Hare Krishna? So I was really a seeker. I can say that, and uh, I was always asking some spiritual question on my own. I even asked uh, my mom and my, 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 my parents about it, uh, uh, who, who, who really is God, you know? even though I know Lord Jesus Christ and Savior and all this, uh, all the saints. So it, it's uh, for me, uh, when I joined Hare Krishna or uh, some, because some, some some will say that uh, Hare Krishna is part of the Hindu Hindu Dharma or Hindu religious. Uh, we, we can say uh, for us Hare Krishna actually it's not it's we do not belong to any religious sect. So we can we, we are actually non sectarian. But because Hare Krishna is uh, actually uh, originated from India, so we can say that we are part of the Hindu uh, culture that we are practicing. But actually, we, are, we call ourselves as Vaishnavas or Vaishnavism because we worship Vishnu, uh, Lord Vishnu or Krishna. So I know Hinduism has a lot of gods and goddesses, yeah. but uh, we do focus. We do focus of because our teaching is that we don't focus on the supreme god, which we call Krishna or Vishnu. And as we all know, Vishnu has so many avatars or incarnations. So it all started there. But actually, the philosophy that we are, we, uh, the, the, the bottom line of our philosophy is that uh, God is one. No? So we can call him in different names, in different cultures, in different tongues, but uh, God is only one. So, so when I, uh, in my pursuit as a Hare Krishna devotee, so I can say that I'm not just uh, giving up being a Roman Catholic before, but I'm embracing all uh, diverse of faiths. Uh, because uh, as I can say that the approach that I have now is more into a universal. So, and now uh, uh, I, I'm working as a guidance counselor of a private school here in, in Cebu. So oh, okay. I can, I can, small uh, small inject uh, some spirituality because mostly Hare Krishna is about uh, it's a spiritual it's a spiritual lifestyle than being a religious one so, yeah. so and still it's a journey your know, life is, is life is about a journey so until now I'm very happy that I'm sustaining uh, and try to help other people to on their path because we don't really con uh, convert anyone, or you know, as I can say, Hare Krishna is uh, it's a very hard thing to do. Also, because you have to be vegetarian, you have to yeah. give up all all this, uh, you know, uh, meat eating. You know, uh, started from you know we are pure vegetarian, so we don't eat eggs, we don't eat fish, you know, from uh, any any forms, uh, any any living. Uh, uh, any animals, let's say, uh, and we don't smoke, we don't do vices. Uh, we have a lot, we have we have our own version of party. So I don't know the party 
from you know uh so we have we have and um and the one thing that i'm into until now is we do practice also meditation but we call it the mantra meditation so we use uh, we use we use uh, mantras or prayers so uh, these are glorification of god's names so we have uh, just like regil you can see uh, he has some beads so we have also beads for uh, we call it the chanting or the chanting yes we call it the japa or chanting so i think that's it so thank you uh, once again thank you for having me here Paolo. Well, Duffy, I mean, it's, uh, in, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge honor to have all of you here. Uh, before we continue on, though, I'd like to thank our sponsors for this episode. So, uh, first one is uh, Swagat Indian Cuisine. So, you know, really amazing Indian food. Just go to swagat.com.ph. Uh, next one is um, the Modern Fashionista. So, if you need any clothes or face masks, etc., just go to the Modern Fashionista on Shopee. And lastly is uh, Thai Movement, which is an amazing movement we're in. Uh, the whole point of the brand is to respect everyone's uh, pronouns. So whether you're he, she, or they, or them, doesn't matter. You know, let's just respect everyone. So, you know, let's just get into it now. Um, so um, for Radha, he was um, Catholic at first, but then, you know, he became um, Hindu after. How about you, Regel? I mean, when you were born, were you born in a Catholic family as well or... Uh, before that, I would like to say hello to my fellow vegetarian, Radha. Hello, fellow vegetarian. Hey, better hello, way before that. Hello, what? You know what? Whenever there's an activity in Cebu or something, and because we're vegetarian, so whenever, like, oh, Hare Krishna is coming, they're bringing food. Whoa, we're very happy. Because Hare Krishna's food is famous with very delicious and very yummy. Thank wow. you so much for the food. We enjoy your food so much. Whenever Hare Krishna society is around, we're very happy. Yeah. I think if we ever go to Cebu, we definitely have to uh, join one of these celebrations to to give it a shot. Yeah, that's true. They're very good. Anyway, so uh, so when it comes to my family background, so I I have a very mixed blood. So I am mixed blood of uh, mostly Spanish and Chinese and Filipino. So as for my mom's side, mostly Spanish and Chinese, and my, my, my dad's side is a Spanish and Filipino. So when it comes to asking me my religious background since I was a kid, Spanish are very strict. All must be Catholic. So all of us, all of us, including my parents, everything relatives are all very Catholic. Because my, when my grandma's still alive, you know, Spanish people, they are too strict. Always pray. And also, since our background with my family, my mom's side is Chinese. From Actually, they're from Macau. They're Cantonese oh, from China. So, yeah. So, uh, my grandpa, my grandpa, in terms of my side of my mom, is uh, Buddhist. But since my, my grandpa is, you know, the husband, so nothing. You need to follow what the wife says. So, everyone should be Catholic. So, that's it. So, since me... Uh, all of my relatives are all Catholic, but we do respect each other. We actually doesn't really care much what, what religion you're in, so we don't have. So only me is a Buddhist, but they also follow whatever, uh, some activities, Buddhist activities, they also join. 
So if I cook also vegetarian food, they also join, they also eat. Actually, they respect and they also join me with, during my practice, meditation practice. They also appreciate vegetarian food. So that's it. Nothing, not much, not much like chaos in the family. But I'm just wondering though, Reja, it's like, why did you decide though from, from, you know, because you did grow up in a Catholic mm -hmm. family. Like, how did you discover Buddhism? I guess that's the first question. Well, there's, there's a lot of questions really happen in my head. Since I was a kid, I don't like to, to offend everyone, but there's a lot of questions when you were a kid, like, who, who, who created me? Like, me, my mom created me. Okay, so who created mom? The grandma. And who created humans? The God. And who created God? Something like that. So I don't like to, to, to because this is a very controversial topic. Those kind of questions really bothers me. Next, next question also like, why are you become my mom? And why not you become my dad? So why I was born in the Philippines? Why I look like this? Why? 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 So there's a lot of philosophical questions which you cannot find really in, in school. And then I go through different religious practice, different uh, philosophy, uh, discipline from Eastern to Western philosophy to Eastern and Western religious fact practice. And then I find that uh, Buddhism, I found Buddhism and then and, and all the teachings of the Buddha really like resonate me. Like, huh? How come my thinking is also the same thinking with the Buddha? And that means when I check around the world, there's a lot of Buddhists, so that means there's a lot of crazy people like me. So it's just like that. <laughs> so questions, this kind of questions really bother me a lot and bother people. So that's why. So I feel like the teachings and the philosophy of Buddhism really resonate to what I really practice and what I need. Hmm. So that's why I become a Buddhist. 2007, 2006, 2005, I started to learn. 2007, I refuge. 2009, I graduate from college. 2010, I go to Taiwan to train for a monk. And in 2011 and 12, I learned for meditation retreat, specifically Zen Buddhism. And then later on, I'm learning until now. But that's that's pretty, if it's okay for me to say, I think that's a pretty cool story as well. You know, you and Radha both have very cool stories because I mean, oh, Radha disappeared. Yeah, internet's not so good <laughs> in the Philippines. Uh, no, but yeah, I think that's pretty amazing because actually, you know, as a kid, and I'm sure Danny as well, um, mm. there are just really a lot of questions that we really want to ask our parents. I mean, mm. I think we're all, I think you're also Catholic as well, right, Danny? I mean, the way you grew yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, yes. Um, like what Regil <laughs> mentioned a while ago, you know, Spanish uh, Catholicism is quite strict, wherein, you know, whatever the Bible says usually is, that's how it goes, right? But when you do ask questions like, you know who created God? Then you know usually the answer. But I could be wrong. But from my understanding, the answer usually is that He's been there ever since. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like okay. I mean, so He created Himself. I mean, you know, some of these questions, I guess, uh, for our elders and for our parents, it was kind of like, whoa, why are you asking these kinds of questions, mm -hmm. Father? And you're like eight, nine, ten, man. You know, you're, you're crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like, then. They're like you. You just have to accept it. So mm. you know, I, I grew up in a very uh, you know uh, conservative family. So how about you, Danny? Uh, I know a bit about your background, but for the sake of this episode, uh, why don't you talk a bit about you know how you grew up in your family and how you chose to be more spiritual than uh, religious? Like, what kind of spirituality do you practice? 
Okay, so a little bit of a background. I am a Roman Catholic. So, of course, when you were growing up, you just go to church, they tell you, oh, you just go. <laughs> Yung ganun. I mean, they, you, I started questioning a lot of things. Wherein, bakit ba ako pumupunta dito? When, uh, what, what's the purpose? And, of course, growing up, sometimes I felt forced to go. Parang kasi, um, it, it, for me, it, became a thing wherein I it doesn't sit well with me anymore to go to to church like um I was like college I feel like I was in college and somehow nagkaharan ka ng inkling wherein this doesn't feel right for me anymore and because I was exposed to college college I went to a Catholic school but they didn't really force you to do anything like they didn't force you to go to Mass, even if there is mass every day, oh, in in okay. yeah, so CSB like um, oh, yeah. you can go to mass every day basically to, yeah. for lunchtime, yeah. right? So, parang during those times, I was exposed to different ideologies, and then I started asking myself, um, what are the things that I'm doing that seem redundant, but aren't really helping me anymore. I guess that's when it clicked with me na maybe I'm starting to look for something bigger, something that's beyond what I currently, you know, am exposed to. So I started reading books. So I had an ex during that time. He, he had a book called Conversations with God. So it, it's a spiritual book. And I was already questioning during that time what's happening in my life. I think you you turn into you turn to something else when when the answers don't really come anymore through the things that you're exposed to. Like people just say, just pray. What? Did I pause? Oh my god, did I pause? Sorry, I think I paused. Did I pause? I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> the internet. No, the internet. The internet went like that with me. So anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Please continue. Uh, okay. So for I mean, during reading those that that book, it made me realize that maybe God isn't the God that was told to me through through the Catholic faith. And it made me realize too that maybe this God that I'm reading, or maybe this the experience of this other person, um, resonated with me so much. Like this is the person, or this is the God that I'm looking into. That kind of thing, wherein I guess it, it's very controversial. Like the way the way it happened, because I don't adhere to to Catholicism anymore, just because it doesn't resonate with me. Like how seeking out answers from from what they say who God is in the Catholic faith made me feel like I was talking to a God who made me feel guilty in the things that I'm doing. It made me feel guilty for the actions that I'm taking. So when I read another, I read the book, 
it made me realize a side of this being that people say is loving that is more into what I think he is supposed to be. So that's when I started searching for answers like, who is this God or who is this universe that people are talking about? And how do I navigate through life knowing all of these things that that I'm trying to learn at this stage? Like, how what does being good mean? What does being bad mean? How does the experience of another person impact my experience? Or maybe how do perspectives work? Like, how the the easy concept of what if i'm doing good in my perspective yun pala sa ibang tao masama na ginagawa ko so being able to look at different perspectives also rather than just being confined by the perspective that i once had when i was a catholic so it it opened my eyes to different things and made me more respectful about different points of view and actually more of listening also it made me listen to myself more and how i navigate through life knowing that there's something within me that has a higher knowledge and i need to just tune into myself and listen and see what comes up because there's, I, I guess, a, li- a lot of people forget the knowledge that we have internally because we always seek things externally. So that's what I've, what I've realized. And that's how, I guess, my spirituality journey began. Yeah, no, that's also, I like how each of you has your own way or your own path no, to, to, your own, to your own enlightenment. And I find it amazing that each path of each person is quite unique in and itself. So um, let's go to this question from Adrian Raka, and let's start with Radha. Uh, so his question is, other than praying, is there any other way to reduce stress and anxiety in, of course, the Hindu uh, point of view? Yes, um, Adrian Raka, yeah, that's a, a good question. That's so nice. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure it wasn't me. Um, okay. Uh, I think Red has having some um, internet problems. How about we start with you first, uh, Red Joe? Mm-hmm. Okay. So for that question, was that? How was it? Who's the question? Who's the asking? I'm sorry. It's uh, other than praying, is there any other way to reduce stress and anxiety? Okay, nice, Adrian. There's actually this kind of questions has been asked for how many times already? Read books, online, videos, YouTube, you name it. Any, this question is everywhere. How do you reduce stress? Simple. Simple, it may seem, but it's so hard to do, actually. Because all stress starts in the mind. It's all about thinking. Correct thinking. According to the Buddha, what we call as the Eightfold Noble Path, one of the path there to happy life is correct thinking and right view so what is that so if you have wrong thinking and you believe that you become negative and you become stressful what is right thinking and that is case-to-case basis and we need to talk about what is the right way of thinking to this kind of situation because there's no such thing as one size fits all 
unlike religion that they want you to tell you like okay this is the prescription and buddhist practice is more like a case-to-case -case because buddhism is more like a psychology of the mind so if you're going to ask me how to correct what correct thinking of this kind of situation is then we will discuss on that so that you will really be guided and you will know what to expect and what to do in that sense i believe i strongly believe if people know what to do and what to expect they will have a very happy and fulfilling life less stress you know that's what i love about you know um so far buddhism from what i see from Raja. Mm -hmm. everything is so simplified you know it's more like I'm, you know, it's for them, it's more like, you know, every situation has an action. And for as long as you do that particular action, you know, your, your worry shouldn't be there. Hmm. I mean, basically something like that, right? How to say that? Uh, because during the time of the Buddha, you know, India is where the Buddha was born. Actually, the Buddha is an Indian. It's a border Nepal and India. They said yeah. India is the land of the mystics. They like to complicate things. They love metaphysics, they love philosophy, everything, you know, Indian people, they love intellectual things, especially mm. metaphysics. When the Buddha was born, he doesn't like this one. Because even though he's well-educated, there's a lot of loopholes and they use this kind of thinking against humanity and then enslaved people in India. That's why they have the case system and stuff. So as the Buddha's thinking, he likes to simplify things. He wants to start what is really important and what it is. So this kind of pattern and this kind of philosophy and this kind of way of thinking has been passed down 2,650 years ago until now. So we Buddhists like to think as much as possible, simplify it so me can understand. No, definitely, definitely agree. Um, so I think Radha is back. So, mm -hmm. you know, you know, the end that has been bad for everyone. Even I had some problems right now. Sorry, Radha. Um, so here's the question again. So other than praying, is there any other way to reduce stress and anxiety in the Hindu perspective or Hindu's uh, point of view? Uh, yes. Uh, actually, uh, I can, I aside from praying, you know, which is our very connection, uh, which is the um, main connection, between uh, you and God, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that you can do. Actually, in the Hindu way, actually, in the uh, or in the Vedic perspective, we call it Vedic because uh, it, it's according to the Vedas. So there's a lot. Some people in India, actually, uh, uh, in a in a place uh, near Himalayas, you know, you know Himalayas, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, in a place in the Himalayas, they do actually uh, practice yoga postures. And, you know, as it's a way of meditation. But actually, uh, yoga postures makes the, not just their body flexible, but to control eventually the mind. So in the Hindu scriptures, uh, according to the Bhagavad Gita, uh, your mind can be your uh, best friend as well as your worst enemy. So if you cannot tame your mind, so it will be a difficulty. You know, it, it will create ripples of reactions, uh, especially in negativities. So the just like what Rachel said, it's that if you can, if in in the in the teachings of the Buddha, 
actually as well as in the in the Vedanta or in the Vedas in the Hindu way uh, taming the mind is number one uh, achievement towards uh, the path of self-realization or towards the part, path of enlightenment because as of now our minds are always flickering you know sometimes our mind we are at work but our mind is at home or somewhere else so one thing that we have to do is how can we control it how can we tame it are we are we are we slave to our minds or are we are we in control of it so but actually in the in the hindu way is that uh, uh, to to distress i mean to get out of the pressure of life uh, especially all the, as what you just said is that all start with the mind so whatever you feed just like the mind is also like a stomach you know whatever you feed it the mind consumes and the only thing that uh uh the, our body uh, the only difference between our the stomach and the mind is that the stomach after it consumes all the food it will forget it but the mind is still uh lingering on it so the best way is to uh, clear the mind from all of these anxieties and here comes this yoga yoga practices and what i'm doing right now is uh we call it mantra meditation is we repeat uh, repeating names of krishna now and then to go uh, to i mean it's it's one way of sanctifying the mind or uh, we call it the mantra so mantra is a two word the sanskrit word means man man means mind and tra means to free to free the mind so we use this mantra it is uh, delivering the mind from what? From anxiety, from problems, uh, until such thing that in our life, if, if our mind is uh, is being tamed, then we can really then we can we can really say that we can make uh, good decision makings in life. I mean, uh, what are the good things to be done? What are the things that is healthy for us? And it's also of uh, one way of self care. No self-care that we are we are making our mind cleanse we are making our mind free from all these doubts these worries especially what we are having right now because uh, you know the mind is really affected of what is going on with the world so in the hindu way is that we, uh, a mantra meditation it's not actually a prayer but it is a universal approach that has been tested by time that uh, if you repeat uh, uh, sacred Sanskrit uh, words, and then uh, it helps your mind uh, unload so many, you know, especially with our subconscious, uh, in the conscious mind also. So I think that's it, Paula. Yeah, no, I think that that's amazing. Uh, uh, actually, you know, fun fact about me, I did try yoga once. So I assume, Norata, um, yoga in general, like you know the ones that they do mainstreamly you know the, the yoga instructors yeah are quite similar to the kind of yoga you do as well right i mean there are certain i'm sure there are certain yoga things that you do is a bit different from what they're doing yeah it uh, it, it actually uh, it varies to to gurus because yeah. india has a lot of gurus or teachers or spiritual teachers or yoga teachers that uh, right. uh, varies upon their discipline and uh, uh, we call it uh, the system also that they are into. So that's why actually yoga is, if we talk about yoga, yoga is actually, it's a very 
it's a very wide you know knowledge uh, but the main actually the, the if you if you look at in the sanskrit meaning of the yoga uh, yoga means to in union with god actually that's the real uh, the, the meaning of yoga or uh, connection with the divine or the supreme so that's uh, that's the yoga actually but uh, now yoga is being commercialized uh, you know there's, there's so many things uh, uh, they, they do with yoga but actually uh, if you look for uh, if you look for the real yoga then it's, it's still available actually uh, because it has its own roots and uh, we Hare Krishna we call ourselves as bhakti yogis because uh, we practice the yoga of devotion the yoga of service to humanity uh to to to, to the supreme that's uh, what we are practicing right now we call it bhakti yogis or bhakti yoga so uh, yoga if you stay study yoga yoga is a lot i've said uh it, it's it's like a ladder that there's a step there's a first step second step third step it's an ending actual process as we go through life and that's yoga yeah, no, that, that's awesome. I tried the commercial yoga once. Daniel, I told you this. Uh, it was hot yoga. This was back in 2018 in the heat of the summer. I almost died, honestly. <laughs> because, you know, aside from doing complicated poses, I'm not a very stretchable person. But the heat, it was like 6.30 in the morning in the middle of summer. I was like, no, but it's really amazing. Actually, what I noticed um, with Buddhism and Hinduism, it's really about the mind, how you really um, control your life. Because um, I don't know, Danny, if you would agree with me, no, but when it comes to mm. uh, Catholicism or maybe Christianity, but I could be wrong. We don't really have something like that, no? It's more about, you know, if you have stress or anything, you just, you know, you give just it pray. to God and God will, you know, help you go through it. While, you know, with Hinduism and Buddhism, it's very, you know, you're the captain of your own ship, right? You know, control your mind. Exactly. And you will relieve yourself of all these stresses and um, anxieties, etc., which I think is very, um, it's very practical in a in a very good way. Because it's more like you know, if you're facing something that is bothering you or that you're anxious about or you're stressed about, you know, you you can be able to control it yourself. You know, have self control in that sense. You know, with your mind and such. But actually, I would want to ask you that question, Danny, as well. So. Mm. So on the spiritual side, no, since we don't really, I mean, we both don't really pray our stresses away or, or, you know, sorry, that may be the wrong term to use, but how do you um, reduce stress and anxiety in your, in your own way, basically? In my own way. So I agree with what was said before by Radha and Rajel, because um, it's all also coming from somewhere. Where is it coming from? So in order to do navigate through that or learn about what's causing you great stress and anxiety you have to look within so you will have to find ways to quiet your mind in some way so with me because i'm a dancer um oh. i tend to listen to music i i fire dance so um I didn't know when when okay. i when when i dance my brain just switches off it's it's like yoga and meditation the goal is to switch off. What are you switching off? You're switching off that monkey brain that tells you, you have to do this, you have to do this, blah, blah, blah. But once you quiet your mind, once you find something that soothes you, even just going to the bathroom and taking a bath is actually 
so a way for you to just not think about anything and just focus on the now and a lot of the times when when i do it like when i'm really really stressed out it's either i search for for something like i search to i search time for me to dance because that's one of the ways for me to switch everything off and have a conversation with myself i'm at this point in my i guess um in being in tune with myself that it's easier for me to actually switch things off and then talk to myself like what's happening with you when 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 i do that it's my way of respecting that you have this emotion yes you are anxious and stressed where is this coming from and then i would ha- i would have to answer like okay i'm stressed because of work okay what about work okay i'm stressed about work because i have deadlines okay since you have deadlines how do you manage it so it's slowly putting things in an actionable way and not really focusing on the stress but focusing on okay i can do this i just need to relax and breathe because the more i think about oh i'm i have to do this i have to do this i have to do this the more you know the body tenses up you're fired up for something and you're not focusing your energy into actually doing the stuff that you need to do so i guess it's for me it's not really looking for other ways to i mean in a religious way where you have to pray but more of like i'm respecting myself okay one way to respect myself and to actually be there for myself in order to calm down what are the things that anchor me down what are the things that i can give for myself i can give myself 30 minutes to not think about anything to actually recenter myself because when you're stressed or when you're in a high anxiety kind of state of mind you're not you're you're just agitated all of the time so you're just doing stuff distracting yourself but when you sit down and say hey what's up what's up what's up and it's i think it takes a lot of courage to actually ask yourself are you okay what's happening with you is there anything that's coming up um it's all about shadow work in some sense because a lot of the times again we look out externally for what can give us peace but most of the time the answer is within so maybe through navigating through what you can do like again if i'm i, I find that i also when i crochet that's when i can zone out and things come up conversations come up inside of my head it's good to actually talk to yourself to talk to maybe your child self that says hi hello i'm feeling anxious because this and that something like that so it it really it really will take time for you to understand your own self when it comes to dealing with stress and anxiety And I know a lot of people just eat their way through the stress and anxiety, but not that doesn't necessarily address how what what the situation is for that person. So personally, I think that being able to look for 
something that anchors you down, something that calms you down, and then being able to to be present with your emotions and your current state and to be, I guess, accepting of what comes up during that alone or quiet time. And then um, thinking about what you can do instead of what you can't do. Instead of chasing something, creating a space for you to just breathe, calm down, and just navigate your inner feelings or inner turmoils. After that, you'll feel more relaxed because, okay, I know what to do now. And and a lot of people don't actually do that in in our society right now. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with um, actually all of you. You know, Danny and I think have very similar ways on how to deal with stress and anxiety. I guess, you know, the problem with a lot of um, people, especially, you know, young people, is when there's a problem, uh, we tend to try to solve it all at once. So, you know, we take a bigger bite than what we could chew instead of, you know, slicing it or getting bits and pieces and slowly breaking it down to more, you know, chewable pieces. Uh, before we continue on, I just want to read a few comments. So one is from Bakta Jess. Who says uh, Harry Krishna? I do hope I pronounce your name right. Uh, and the next one is uh, Mads Kolong saying, Amitofo, Regil. Amitofo, Sorry, may I ask uh, Regil, what does Amitofo mean? Amitofo is a, is a Chinese word for Amitabha Buddha. It's a Sanskrit word for Amitabha. It's uh, one of the Buddhas also. Oh, okay. So, well, so in China, they cannot, they cannot pronounce the Amitofo, uh, Amitabha. Because it's a Sanskrit word, so they transliterate it into Chinese, Omitofo. Or oh, in, in English, we call the one as may you have boundless life and boundless life. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's a, that's, a, that's a really nice thing. Mm. All right. So, you know, um, thank you, Agent, again for that uh, awesome question. So, I guess, you know, I, I wanted to ask both Radha and Rachel. Uh, so, both of you guys are vegetarian, right? Uh, mm. This may sound like a very silly question because I personally I really love meat. I, I, I don't mean that as an insult in any way possible, honestly. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure it was tough at first for you guys, right, to, to give up meat and, and things like that. But may I ask, like, of course, since you guys have been in your respective religions for many years, um, how are the health benefits in terms of, you know, you shut down meat and you eat mostly vegetables? So, like, in terms of, like, how you, you know, you feel when you wake up in the morning and, and things like that. Um, and I don't think either of you smoke or drink as well, right? Mm. So, in terms of, like, the way you guys feel, basically, both, you know, health-wise, like, physical and in the mind or mentally, like, how is it? And let's start off with uh, Regel. Mm. It's actually easy to uh, to to answer this kind of question. Um, simple Google can answer you. But in my perspective, since I'm also a medical practitioner, uh, there's not much benefit in eating meat. That's the simplest explanation of it. Uh, people operate humans operate the most if they have a lot of nutrition. Nutrition mostly came from vegetables, vegetables, fruits, and uh, and yeah, vegetables and fruits. Not much from meat. And then if you're talking about the nutrients from meat. Maybe we're talking about the organic meat 
or the healthy raised meat. But unfortunately, in the modern times, the meat that we have this time, it's not really that nutritious. And there's a lot of antibiotics. Mm. There's a lot of things going on inside the meat. So, you know, if you eat a lot of this kind of stuff, you will really get sick. And as for me, the feeling, ah, I've been a vegetarian for 12 years now. So what I feel is every time I get sick, I feel I healed right away. Ask Radha. You feel good. Seldom get sick. If you get sick, you heal right away. And you feel lighter. That's it. All right. And sorry, uh, this may also be a very silly question, but, you know, um, vices like, you know, drinking and smoking, uh, for a lot of people, may be a bit difficult to, to give up. But were you ever a drinker or a smoker before you were a Of course, of course. During my college days, of course, high school days, of course, I experienced this kind of stuff, of course. I experienced many times I go to the school drunk, many times. Like the, the, the nursing, the, no, the, what is that? The nurse, the nurse station, not that. The, the, the school nurse, school? yeah. Oh, yeah, school nurse, that's my favorite bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, like, okay, so, you know, you, you, yeah, go ahead. So, like, you know, you, you, you gave that up. I'm sure it was it was very difficult, right? It's more I give that up. It's more like the very very the, the main reason I give up is for uh, economical purposes. It's just way too expensive. Smoke very expensive. Booze, alcohol very expensive. Does it make sense? That's get that's give me value. That's make me smarter. Does give me more money. Does give me more health. Nothing nonsense. So why will I give money to this kind of company? Why? I don't see the point of it. It's more like economical, uh, common sense thinking. Because we Buddhists, as what I said, we like to simplify things so that me, a simple me, can understand. So hmm. people understand this one. Why give money and buy these things which doesn't give you any value at all, doesn't make you rich? doesn't make you healthy, doesn't give you money, doesn't give you a lot of good friends, doesn't give you good career, nothing. And why? Economical sense. Well, Makes sense. Is a very, yeah, very simple answer, very direct answer. Uh, how about you, Radha? Um, vegetarian, actually. Uh... In the Philippines, is quite a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Especially in Cebu. Uh, yes. Yeah, especially in Cebu. Um, but it takes a lot of discipline and uh, sense control and, and uh, self-control. Um, me, when I became a vegetarian, I was not really strict, you know, uh, in, a, in, a, in my first attempt to be a vegetarian because there's still... You, you have this still in your uh, taste buds of the meat, you know, it's very hard to eradicate altogether. But it takes a lot of discipline and once that it becomes a lifestyle, this is the uh, simplest way. Once it becomes a lifestyle that you, uh, that you condition your mind and senses, that uh, you are becoming a vegetarian because you get all... Uh, uh, mostly the health benefits of it you know physically you are strong 
mentally or alert, you know, and spiritually you, you are glowing. So, I mean, what Rachel said, it make you it make your life uh, more lighter. That is true. So we cannot say uh, we cannot uh, it, what is happening around around the world, uh, especially also in the Philippines. We cannot say that. Uh, vegetarian if you become a vegetarian you are more healthier than the other than the rest uh, it's not also uh, we, we don't claim it but you can uh, but being vegetarian means you you have to eat purely I mean you eat uh, uh, because there's a lot also of vegetables that are with chemicals you know I mean the genetically uh, modified foods you know vegetables that are also not healthy you know uh, so you have to eat right. The, the the right term there is to eat right, eat healthy, and uh, vegetarianism I think is one way uh, to also it makes you uh, why we are vegetarians because uh, uh, consciously uh, the animals that you are taking inside uh, you you get also the consciousness. So that's why it's very hard to control one's mind if you get the consciousness of the meat that you are uh, putting into your system. So there's all there's actually a subtle effect if you eat meat that uh, you put in your system. So it's like imagine yourself. You now when we see a carcass or a dead body, we have to put it somewhere or to you know. Uh, what if that carcass you put it inside your body? It's like a, your body is like a cemetery or so, you, you can call it, you know. So, and everything, you know, in your system, it, it, it really affects inside. So it's just like what, whatever you feed inside your body, if it's, uh, if it's done in a pure, pure way, then it all creates also purity uh, inside. You know, it radiates, actually. So, vegetarianism, actually, uh we, we we don't we Hare krishna or the uh because so what we do is that what whatever food we have or we prepare vegetarian foods that we pray at home or at the temple or at the, our church we offer first it to the altar i mean there's a, a way of offering or a ritual of offering and that food becomes that vegetarian food becomes sanctified and then after that we we talk we talk we partake it and we call it god's mercy or prashadam we call it god's mercy or prashadam and because it's offered to the supreme to krishna so it becomes spiritualized and then if anyone who partakes it becomes spiritualized also so that's uh, that's the subtle uh, form of uh, when we are vegetarian why we are uh, why we are not eating meat because we are dealing with the subtle effects also not just the physical that you know you become unhealthy if you eat this if you eat red meat or anything you know so that's why we ourselves we are also cultivating uh, practicing organic farming you know and then getting get rid of all these uh, uh, inorganic fertilizers or anything you know we are not against that because the world is already into that but uh, there's a simple way and a pure way of doing it, you know, uh, without less guilt, you know, less guilt. Uh, we call it, actually, we call our food a karma-free diet.
diet. So it means there it will not bind you, you know, into uh, a negative reaction because everything that uh, you do is becomes uh, is is spiritualized in a way. So uh, actually, that is the deeper meaning of becoming vegetarian, uh, not just for physical, but also for the spirituality. That if you want to radiate, radiate you know, uh, it's not about uh, you know. I know there's a lot now of vegetarian and vegan. No, they're into animal cruelty, but the real it's it, it's the real compassion starts with us within us, you know. So it's not uh, because sometimes you'll say, oh, it's an animal rights. It's a compassionate way to you know to love the animals, you know. Uh, actually, it's a compassion to yourself first, you know, that you are uh, you are becoming a vegetarian or a vegan or you know you are not uh, killing any any animals, you know because uh, you have compassion towards them and also you have compassion to yourself but you want to you know you want to live long or you know you want to be healthy you know you want to be uh, a, a perfect example in the community that uh, uh, they will also invite i think that's it yeah wow um so may i ask so you guys do mention that you know even um commercial vegetables or commercial fruits could be bad for you just because of like the artificial um, uh, stuff that they put in it. So for both Radha and Regil, how do you guys get your, like, do you grow your own vegetables or your own fruits? Or do you have like a specific um, farmer that you go straight to who does it very organically? Uh, let's start out with uh, Regil first, sorry. Ideally, it's better to go for organic. And uh, it's been tradition in the Buddhist monastery you go to anywhere around the world usually buddhist monastery they have their own vegetable farm at the back of the temple so they do their own stuff so self-sustaining temple like that so so basically monks just go there and eat their vegetables they don't buy much in their market but for us they live in the city i have no other choice go to the supermarket and buy and as much as possible as much as possible we, we are also realistic we don't like to to subscribe to ideal coin because these are just also destroyed the you know sometimes makes you mm, think not so good but most of the cases we just go to carbon go to supermarket just buy the vegetables whatever available that's it okay the uh, better, the better. Uh, actually that's true that's true rachel uh due to commercial farming you know there's a lot of we, can, we cannot say that uh, what is what is safe right now you know mm -hmm. we cannot determine it but the only thing we can do is that whatever you we bought in the supermarket is that we have to uh, really cleanse it you know yeah. as, as many times you know before we prepare it you know yes. so anyways we have we have also there's also a technique how to get rid of this you know if there are chemicals or mm -hmm. you know, there's a traditional way of cleaning the vegetables so uh one or other you know you cannot you know this world is never meant actually actually this world is never meant to be perfect you know there's no such so thing always yeah there's always struggle going on so as i as what Rachel said you have to be practical but is there we have to utilize or else we do fasting or we starve <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, how about you, Danny? No? Um, have you tried being a vegetarian or have you tried doing something a bit different in terms of, you know, your diet or, or things like that? 
Oh, Danny, I think you're on the other. Really? I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I I cook for I cook for myself, so magisa lang ako. And because I live by myself, of course, na budget yung pera. And I know that when I do buy vegetables, it lasts me longer. And alam naman, you, you with me kasi I'm lazy, but I love curry a lot. The beauty about curry is that you can place anything on it, and it's really good. <laughs> so, parang but because I'm 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 a lazy person and I don't want to think about what I'm going to eat. Of course, if I'm going to eat something, it should be really substantial. So, but at the same time, I know can fill me up longer. And because I work from home, it's easier to do it now than before. Yeah. Because it's always about meat. Wala ka mayita vegetables. Pag vegetables, salads are like 300 pesos. And I'm like, you know, you can buy the whole head of cabbage or something. Like for 100 bucks or 60 something. 60 pesos. Yeah. Yun, and then you just portion it out or eat it or whatever. So, parang dun mo realize na in, in our society, we don't really look at vegetables as something nice. Like, in our food, it's always about meat. So, I guess the struggle is there to sustain the vegetarian lifestyle. Actually, parang hindi naman vegetarian yung nangyari sa akin. It's just that budgetarian. <laughs> because you budget a lot. <laughs> I mean, vegetables <laughs> are way cheaper budget. than meat usually, right? Yeah. Pero kasi, in, in here in Mahati kasi, mahalang vegetables than when I go to QC, go to a wet market. Super yeah. mura. Like, pwede, pwede pa nga tingi-tingi eh. Sa grocery, parang, okay, it's either I buy the whole bag or magsasadya pa ako to get bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. So, so economically, parang it makes sense for me to just buy in bulk and then just cook it whenever I want to. Parang ganun. And for me naman, I don't, parang once you know your taste buds or you know your lifestyle, it's easier to just adjust then. I mean, for me, parang hindi naman ako picky eater. Just as long as I can eat something, I would. <laughs> like, yeah. nandun ako sa point na bigyan ako ng pagkain, ah, it's food, I'm gonna eat it. Ganun. So that, that's how I am as a person. Naman. Well, I kind of agree with all of you, know, especially with um, Regal a while ago when he mentioned about if you eat more vegetables. Because I'm mm. not really a big fruit person uh, because I don't like very sweet stuff because most fruits are sweet from my understanding and from the fruits I've, I've tried in my life i'm more into vegetables so there's actually a time in my life that i tried eating more oats and more vegetables compared to rice and meat and i did notice that you know when i would wake up in the morning i felt super light then like my my body system felt super clean and super healthy mm-hmm. because this is also a time of my life that i cut down on drinking i stopped smoking and things like that i'm very eat pray love that my body's a temple type uh person but you know the pandemic happened and I'm like yeah i kind of miss um eating meat so i went back to it but yeah i mean there's really that uh there's really that sense now that when you eat um stuff that comes from nature because i only buy um organic vegetables those are crazy expensive but i just think to myself mm. that 
you know, spending this much on organic eggplant is better than saving this amount and just using it for booze or using it for cigarettes or or whatever, right? Uh, so yeah, in that sense, it, it was very nice. You know, it felt super light, and I felt very clean and and things like that. So I'm just wondering for for your for you know for um, Regel and for Radha. So you guys have different reasons and why you guys are vegetarian and and, and things like that, you know. So when it comes to um, sorry, if you don't mind me asking, Regel, for Buddhism though, um, I understand you only eat vegetables, right? But are you allowed to cook any kind of like, for example, let's say you want to make like sinigang but all vegetarian? Is that okay, or do you have to eat it like how nature? You know, like, yeah, I mean, you get what I mean, right? If, if I ask, if you have time, Paolo, I, I highly recommend you visit a vegetarian cafe or if you have been outside the country, Taiwan is very good, uh, very good place in Japan as well. They cook in China, they cook very good vegetarian food. All you can see, whatever meat it is, you know, there's always a vegetarian substitute for that, and it tastes better. Like sinigang, you can make a vegetarian version of sinigang. It's way healthier and cheaper, very yummy. That's why I'm getting, I'm so fat because I cook yummy food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like no problems. In th- I mean, for your religion, there's no like um, restrictions on how you cook the vegetables. It's no. just a- for as long as it's vegetables, go ahead, enjoy, do, yeah. do whatever you want. And I guess also for you, Radha, it's it's very obvious for that one as well, right? Like you could have vegetable curries or maybe yeah. um, stews. Uh, and we, can, we, we can we can create uh, Oriental and uh, we have also Indi- uh, Indian way of cooking. You know, we use Indian spices. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. mostly. Uh, because there's a there's a there's a food stuffs that are really Indian, you know. So, but I cook me in, in the house. Uh, I cook a mix of. Uh, we have also Filipino dishes that I cook in a vegetarian, you know, preparation. Like we have uh, a michado, you know. We have uh, our own adobo style. So so it's it's also especially in in Cebu. There's a lot of. Uh, Actually, Rachel told me uh, told us about Taiwan products, vegetarian products. They are really highly, you know, we call it here lamik ayo, no? So mm. very tasty. That uh, you can say that it's it's mock meat, but it's not the real meat, you know. Mm, mm, mm. It's uh, we call it the we call it the, the substitute for meat. Actually. actually, when I when I went to Taiwan, the the one thing I really remember there was the stinky tofu. It smelled really bad, like awful the smell. But wow, it was really fantastic though. Like it was really but but wow, it, it smelled like death. Like when you smell <laughs> from afar, I'm like, am I in the black plague area or something? It smelled awful, but yeah, beautiful place. And I did see uh, a few monks when I was there, you know, a few Buddhist mm-hmm. monks wearing something similar to what Regal is wearing. I don't think it was exactly the same. I think it's very, very yeah. similar. They're all wear the same. Oh, exactly the same. Okay, yeah. Sorry, my, my memory's not so good. <laughs> okay. So when it comes to this aspect, no. Um, so for your religions, uh, and maybe we could start with Radha this time. So, you know, with each religion, um, there's like this 
you know, like for example, for Catholicism and Christianity, there's the Ten Commandments, right? About mm. how to live your life, how to be a good person, how to be good to others, you know, etc. Mm. For Hinduism, is there something like that? Is there like a Ten Commandments, but like, you know, what do you call it? And what's in it and such? Um, Ten Commandments, actually in, 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 in the Hindu way, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, rules actually under all regulations that are to be mm. followed and uh, for us in the Hare Krishna way or we have the we call it the four regulated principles mm -hmm. that you have to adhere if you become a you know a Hare Krishna devotee or a, a member uh, or, or to become an initiated devotee it means you really have to uh, commit yourself into it so the first actually the first uh, commandment we have four, so from ten commandments of Catholic, we make it four. We, okay, minus six. Okay. Yeah. No, it's a, 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 we just condense it. We just okay, you yeah, know, condense it. it, it, it yeah. uh, mm. So we the first thing is that uh, we we do value value life, that uh, that everything everything has life, even 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 vegetation, so. That is why we adhere to the to our first commandment, which is you know, we don't eat meat, you know, uh, eggs, including eggs, you know, uh, because we do know that uh, uh, life started actually in the uh, cycle of an egg. So, egg, uh, any 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 fish, crustaceans, you know, um, uh, that's our that's our first rule. So. You have to if you want to become a actually a member or an initiated member you have to be at least practicing it for a year you know wow. to stop uh, you know for a year straight you know without break breaking uh to be a member so it's quite a challenge you know to become a vegetarian and the second one is uh we don't intoxicate so any form of intoxication from smoking uh drugs alcohol so even occasional drinking, so we are, we are uh, prohibited to do that. You know? So if you want to become a devout member of the Hare Krishna. So why we do a uh, first, first, first uh, shoot, why we do it, uh, we go back to why we do vegetarians that our, our goal there is to become compassionate, you know, the compassion. So that's uh, the, the, the value, the, uh, the, uh, the core of compassion that's uh why we don't eat meat i think Rachel also can <laughs> link to that you know why we don't eat meat you know uh the teachings of the buddha is more on compassion real compassion you know, pure compassion and uh, the other one we, why we don't intoxicate because we, we do practice the the value of cleanliness i mean inside mm. and outside you know uh, uh uh, we don't uh, put too much uh, uh, things inside, like smoking, you know, all these uh, things that we, we don't really need, you know. Uh, I mean, because now people tend to uh, to find another alternative to become happy. And it's just a temporary way, you know, just like we have to, they, they want to drink because they have problems. They want to smoke because to you know to get out of, to think clearly you know to uh, 
but that's that's temporary uh, uh, ways actually and to to prolong it to do it in a you know become a habit so it creates actually another uh, negative effects you know if you become sickly or anything you know what you call that from that uh, from all these vices and then the third one is that uh, we don't engage in illicit illicit sex so as we mm. all know that now sex is uh, you know openly uh, openly now uh, uh, available available yes that's true so we do we do we the Hare Krishna we still do even the Hindu culture still do the val uh, the value of uh, marriage you know the secret the the uh, the say uh, uh, that it's a very sacred you know form so me I, i'm i'm married now also my wife is a Hare Krishna so there's also some practices that we need to you know we need to uh, adhere as a married couple so as of now the world now is rampant uh, and it's now uh, you know in, in the western country in, in america there's a lot of divorce divorces annulments you know separations so it's it's a challenge actually actually in this time also you know uh, that's why premarital sex just like Catholicism is also preaching that that it's it's uh, that uh, we don't uh, adhere, no, uh, our members to engage in premarital sex. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, um, and he was on a roll, by the way. That was that was really getting very deep and and interesting about what he was saying. Uh, so yeah, uh, how about you, um, Rajal? Let, let, let's go to you first, or actually, let's go to the comment section first. Let's hope that yeah. Rajal comes back in like a minute or so. So, and these are actually all Rajas actually. So, uh, there's this uh, Lillian Beltran Lim saying Jai Ho. I, I'm not mm -hmm. sure if that's a greeting. Uh, next one is from Bakta Jess again saying compassion to all conscious beings, Haribol. Oh, there's another question here, but let's just put uh, back Radha first, uh, so he could uh, finish what he was saying, which is a very you know yeah hi Radha sorry so um, to keep you up to speed you're you're talking about um, how premarital sex isn't allowed in Hinduism or it's maybe frowned upon so yeah. Um, hello, Radha. Can can you hear us? Uh, hello, Radha. Yeah. Okay. Um, let, let's uh start with uh let let's go on to Rachel. Mm. So, how about you, Rachel? For for um, Buddhism, I mean. Ten commandments. Yeah. We do the four commandments. Oh, so that's a four for you guys. No, no, four commandments for the Hare Krishna. The Hindus, yeah. In Buddhism, we still, we still, we want to simplify things. We don't like five, we don't like ten. Four is just too small. Make it five. Balance. Oh, five. <laughs> uh, all right. And since we don't like too much Im to impose people like dogmatic like that, 
So instead of commitments or commandments, we use the term guidelines. Okay. Okay. So this is the guidelines that has been uh, teached by the Buddha, uh, taught by the Buddha, that is refrain from killing. Of course, very obvious. Mm. As possible, don't kill anything as much as possible. Second is refrain from stealing, of course. Understandable. Very simple. Anything that is not yours, don't steal. Third, refrain from sexual misconduct. They say she he already explained it. Mm. Refrain, how huh? refrain? And the fourth one, refrain from lying. Very understandable because lying destroys trust. And then the last part is refrain from taking intoxicants. He already explained intoxicants is not only limited to uh, alcohols and vices, but also them also includes anything emotional, anything food, anything that in exists too much is intoxicants. Too much love is intoxicants. Too much attachment is intoxicants. Too much food is intoxicants. This will destroy our very core being. So these are only five. Simple. Nothing much complicated. Understandable. You know, you you Buddhists are very minimalist. You, you know, that's a good thing. Minimalism came from Buddhism, actually. Yeah, that's what it's, it's amazing. Mm. It's it's amazing. Like you know, the Ten Commandments are your version of Ten Commandments is five, and it's very don't. I mean, refrain from stealing, refrain from lying, refrain from killing. Mm. I mean, then when you think about it, yeah, you should refrain from doing those things. Like you don't really mm. need to 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 explain why, right? Uh, right? Um, Radha, are, are you there? Sorry, Radha. Um, could you continue on what you were doing a while ago? So you stopped that the whole premarital sex is a bit um, frowned upon in Hinduism and things like that. Yeah, well, sorry about this to, to everyone. You know, because of the rain, uh, internet is quite bad for, for everyone. Uh, Danny, you know, uh, also experienced some bad internet a while ago. Yeah, a while uh, ago. And myself as well. So how about we go to you first, Danny? Now? Um, first question, do you follow the Ten Commandments? Yes or no? <laughs> I mean, no gray area, just a yes or a no. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> I guess yes, but I guess <laughs> You know what I do? So it's like it's yeah, a hard I know, time. I, know, I, know. I maybe like yes or no. It's a yes and a no. Okay. Like I, I, well, I didn't. I, I haven't killed anyone, but maybe I killed someone emotionally. <laughs> okay. How about this? Let, let's simplify it. Let, let's simplify the question. Um, so you know, for Catholicism, there's ten commandments. For Hinduism, it's uh, four, if I'm not, if I remember correctly. And for Buddhism, it's five. How about you? Like um, in your life, first thing is like, what's your version of the ten commandments? How many are they, and what are they for you? Tadagame number. <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't have to give like it's exactly six. You know, maybe it could be a five, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, what? I'm not gonna say a number. Probably okay. it's just me navigating through life. 
knowing that I do things out of love. Now I would do it with love as the core of it, but at the same time, I guess there's also also a line wherein I don't cross another person's boundaries. And na sa ano ng BDSM or nandun na sa ano of realm of consent. Like I I do things because I know that. It's good. Like I, I, I would do things because I know it would serve the other person. But it, it really depends on who I'm with. I might be doing something that's not good for them. So for me, it's always about communicating one's needs and communicating what I can do and what they can do for me. Tipong, yeah, you do it out of love. I do it, not not your obsessive love, but more of like, I do this because I am capable of giving you what I can give you. Parang ganun. And I guess also telling the truth and being able to communicate what I need or what my boundaries are. Also respecting the other person. Respecting their boundaries, their time, their emotions, and whatever. And I feel like, I guess, parang nandun parang yung the two greatest commandments ni Jesus. <laughs> na, you know, there's always love involved in what I do. And I guess it, it's just navigating through life, knowing that you're doing things with the intention that it's the, for the highest good of everyone involved. Na may what um, sitting down and then asking myself, if I do this, will it serve the other person? Will it enrich their lives? Will will the seed or I, I see that I see it as something like this. If I plant the seed in someone, may it bloom into something beautiful and may it spread to other people as well. So alam mo yung ripple effect, like yung what I do will ripple into waves and it will continue on. Parang ganun yung naisip ko. Now, whatever I do, even if I just met this other person, um, I guess ito yung parang ano ko sa buhay ko. Now, even if I met this person once in my life, I want to impact them in a great way. Kasi ayoko na mag-leave ng impression on someone na masama. Kasi it will not enrich their lives in any way. So, in every first impression that I have, or in every moment that I have with this person, even if it's just once, may it be a really happy thing, or may it be a really good thing that will help them be a better person, and then, you know, may it, you know, grow, or may it just be like a wave in, or it ripples throughout life, may it help other people in the process as well. Yeah, that, that's really amazing and awesome. So, uh, how about you, Rad? I would love it if we could, uh, you know, let you continue and finish off what you were saying a while ago. So, yeah, please, please go ahead. Yes, uh, thank you for the time. Actually, Danny, thank you. That's very inspiring. Uh, oh, thank you. I mean, what you're doing right now, it's actually, uh, I hope you, you, you create a, uh, a good impact to anyone, to your friends, your loved ones, you know. And I will go back to our, you know, the four commandments or the four regulated principles. 
I think I mentioned already the uh, no illicit connection. Uh, yeah. You know, regardless of sex, actually, because you have now the third sex, and you know, uh, so so we also we we also respected you know the gender and development of anyone. So we also all that. Uh, because uh, Hare Krishna, we don't uh, we don't get deeper on the basis of the body, because we mm. see everyone as a spirit soul, you know, or in Sanskrit we call it Atma, that uh, you know. We don't see you as a woman body, as a, as a male, you know, or whatever gender. We see everyone as equal, you know, with uh, you know in in, in equality, you know, uh, that we are that we are part and parcels of the supreme. So uh, to to God, you know, in connection with God. So that's why we do respect so much about, uh, for us, uh, sex is sacred, you know. Uh, it's a sacred commitment. It's, that's, it's not something that you can buy, you know, or you can just, you know, throw away. So, and the fourth one is that we don't engage in gambling. Uh, so it means it never, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't practice cheating, you know. Uh, we don't practice, uh, lie is also part of that, you know. So basically, that four tenets, uh, we call it the four tenets of religious life. So that's what we call it. So I think that's uh, that's our four commandments. And actually, if we practice that, anyone who practice that actually, then he can start to really uh, realize what is being human, you know. Because it's part of human nature that you have to be compassionate, that you have to be pure, that you have to uh, you have this respect to to all living beings, you know, and uh, especially this uh, uh, what called it uh, the spiritual practice that we are cultivating. Because actually, whatever our our goal is that whatever we do, we share it to everyone, that everyone can you know learn from it. That everyone also can come to the point that they will also realize their their relig their religious faiths. You no, know? that if they do it purely at heart, they do it sincerely, then they can also achieve and have a a, a pure connection with God or with the Supreme Person or with the Creator. So yun lang naman, no. So we Hare Krishna, we don't say that kami lang kami lang ang bona fide, kami lang ang you know, we, we, we don't, we don't, yeah, kami lang masisave, you know. So, mm -hmm. each and every one of us is capable of, you know, attaining salvation or uh, attaining enlightenment if we do our own practice sincerely and purely, you know. As I've said, if you do it, then you become a saint in your group and you, you're a jade, you know. And you, you have that kind of, uh, we call it shakti or energy. You know that positive energy it can be a positive energy or a divine energy that you know pushes another person to do the same you know without uh, even long uh, we call because we do we do we do uh, believe in the power of association that if you associate with the saintly you become a saint you know if you as mm. if you associate with a drunkard you also you also you know one of these days become also a drunkard so that's the power of association. Yeah. Uh, so mostly, 
we have to select uh, our company you know make sure that it's a good company you know uh, that uh, it's a spiritual company you know that we, we we can learn we can grow as a person so yun lang ang share thank you yeah no, i think those are all, nice. yeah thank you and you know i think it's all amazing though and i think well obviously danny and i are the ones who have very um similar beliefs as well uh for mine aside from of course love i, I look at it as in life because you know what i notice is that in life in general no um there are a lot of people who want their own things right they, they want to do their own things and you know there are people who are impatient and, and things like that how i look at it is um you live the good life if you could say that you helped someone out right so whether you know the person or the, they're a stranger for me for as long as you help the person because you want to help them not because oh i'm going to be praised for this or oh mm. i'm doing it because it's plus points to god or you know or your your um supreme being for me it's like i want to help out these people because i want them to have a good life and maybe you know they um also pay it forward as well in their own way it doesn't necessarily mean that let's say i help danny out i would want her to help out another person what if let's say i help danny out then she gets inspired to maybe help save the earth help save the environment so that's how i see life eh? you know yes there are guidelines in the ten commandments about you know um no adultery or things like that but i'm gonna be honest i would be a hypocrite if i said that i didn't break any of the ten commandments i mean i haven't killed anyone you know i haven't stolen anything uh but you know the other stuff there for sure i i've done it in the past and i just really can't remember it right now but for me you know in life when it comes to life i feel that you know human life um the the the, the health of our environment is all important and for as long as we can help both and you do it in a way that you mean it and you're not looking for fame or fortune or whatever to do it then you live a good life i mean that's my version of um the ten commandments which is like one maybe or two but anyway um let's go back to the to, to the comment section we have something here for radha um so lillian says uh jai ho i'm not really sure if this is a, is this a greeting in um in hinduism uh radha oh it is okay yeah, that's it. oh you're on mute by the way jai ho uh yeah Jai Ho means uh, all glories, all, all, all goodness. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because I, I'm going to be honest, the reason I know the word Jai Ho is because of the song in Million. Yes. I love the film. The song was also awesome. Not the one of the Pussycat Dolls, by the way. The original Indian one is what I like. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So it means prosperity in a way, right? Or, or yeah. something like that. Then um, back to Jess said a while ago, a compassion to all conscious being, beings, Haribol. I hope I pronounced that right. Yeah. Uh, Haribol then, uh, means uh, praise the Lord. That's, oh, that's, praise uh, the Lord. Yeah, that's Haribol. That's cool. Say the name of God. Praise that's the Lord. awesome. So we do have another question uh, from Mads Kolong. And I think this is a great question. And I want to start out with Danny this time um how do you how does one become a true humanitarian so in your in your opinion danny how, how how does one become a good humanitarian aside you know obviously you don't go up to space right but anyway more of like for me 
it's more of looking at the welfare of people, diba? I guess in my own way, I, I'm I'm a very sexual being. I'm not going to hide that. And I guess in my own way, we have different ways of becoming humanitarians. There is no one way in doing it. Because maybe your talents are for this, for this specific thing. And then being able to use your talents to inspire people to be better persons or to be, you know, to heal as a person, to change their perspectives for a better, I mean, for their betterment and for the betterment of the people they interact with. So that's one way to become a true humanitarian, to actually just, you know, be yourself, know that your skills are enough to inspire change or maybe inspire someone to do the same thing that you're doing, to, to be a better person or probably you know, have a new advocacy in life or whatever, and just being able to serve others in the process. Like for me, I mean, I'm I'm into BDSM, but a lot of the times, what I do is debunking what BDSM is, for from the usual Fifty Shades to it being a healing thing, right? Parang it's 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 debunking what people think of what bdsm is and then using it as a tool to heal other people and through that healing or through that use of something that's seen as overtly sexual into something that gives a person peace um, peace of mind being able to let go and surrender and being able to see the transformation that it gives them or to make them happier after a session or to make them uh, feel like a better person after a session, then it's my way of being a humanitarian, being able to enrich their lives enough that it makes them feel whole again in some way or it makes them feel grounded. It makes them release other things that they couldn't release by themselves. So being a conduit to healing in a different way so I guess that's how I see it in becoming a true humanitarian. Using what you have, using your skills, and then just you know, creating ways to you know, enrich another person's lives. Uh, uh, enrich another person's life through that. Great. Um, no, that, that's, that's really awesome, uh, Danny. And I completely agree with that. Minus the BDSM part because you know, I, I don't really do that. Uh, but you know, I mean, no. But I, I get where you're coming from, and I think that it's you know greatly awesome and it's amazing. Uh, how about you, Regel? Um, for you, how does one? And before, sorry, I ask you this question. A person named uh, Marky Maligmat says, uh, "Shout out ko ko ya Regel Andaya." I, I assume this is your friend. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's your that's your shout out there, Marky. All right, so for you, Regel. Um, how does one become a true humanitarian? Ah, this 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 word again, humanitarian. It's been so many versions of humanitarian something, but you want a simple answer again? I mean, I, I want the Regal and Die answer, which is obviously like three, four, five <laughs> sentences. Very simple. <laughs> Honestly speaking, we don't want to be hypocrites as much as possible. We don't like to talk about 
grandeur things, making the world a better place, making you happy. No, 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 none of that stuff. In Buddhist practice, the most people say we are selfish. Why? We focus first on ourselves first. That means a true humanitarian starts with you becoming a human first and foremost. How you become a human? There's a lot of way. Following the, the guidelines becomes a human. When you start to become a truly human, we feel it, it will just naturally resonate with other humans. If you go, you follow, do not kill, eventually you will also influence people, do not kill. It becomes natural rather than thinking how to help this one, but that will exhaust human beings, trust me. Humans today focus too much, talk too much about helping, helping, helping. And then when in reality, they feel depressed and powerless. That's true. They feel burned out. They feel depressed. And what, what do you mean by true humanitarian? It should be, should be first and foremost, human should always be human first. Be selfish first. Practice first. And naturally, helping other people becomes a natural action. Natural. Yeah, and that's what I love about this whole, you know, from your side of it. You just simplify everything. And that's a great thing. I mean, for you, it's more on, you know, before you could help others, help yourself out in a way, right? Mm. Like, make yourself prepared first mm. to be able be to human. help others. Yeah, to, to be human in that aspect. Um, how about for you, uh, Radha? Um, the question was, how does one become a true, true humanitarian? And maybe, you know, from your perspective, how can one become a true humanitarian? Okay. So, uh, first and foremost is that uh, you have to know who you are. You know, not, not just a human, but going beyond humanity, you know? I mean... As you, if you realize yourself that you are not the body, that you are not a Filipino, a Hindu, a Buddhist, you know, a Christian. So if you go beyond that, then that's the real humanitarian. That because you embrace the diversity of life, the diversity of faiths, the diversity of personalities, you know, the diversity of the mind. So, and then, if you embrace that, then it's it's more than just being a philanthropic, you know, opening a hospital, opening a charitable institution, you know, it's not uh, how things are gonna be, you know, because uh, in the first place, uh, being a humanitarian, it doesn't mean that you have really have to put, stop the suffering of others, you no, know? it's not actually like that because uh whatever you do everything will be you know there's always chaos you know so you cannot stop all this you know bad things happening around so and the one that is lacking actually now is that people are becoming godless you know people are becoming you know the people are becoming like uh, uh they don't ever know you know, want to cultivate uh, the connection towards God, you know. So, from the Holy Scriptures, like the Bible, 
you know even the quran even the even the, uh, the sutras you know we always said that uh, if people are uh, disconnecting towards the supreme lord or towards god then uh, the essence of humanity will be gone you know because uh, immorality is present you know you know people are uh making wars than sharing love you know so that's what happens now uh so we have to go back to our roots and that is the supreme god so we have to connect again you know and and that time you can realize that oh ito pala yung pagiging tao ito pala yung pagiging uh you know pagiging brother and sister to the to the world you know mm -hmm. that uh you, that you become a steward of God, no? That you become, you know, you, you become like uh, yung mga santo natin, di ba? The saints. How great are they? It's because of how they are devoted to God, you know? Yung devotion nila, ang tinitingnan natin, tinitingalaan natin, you know? Their love, you know, which is, uh, you know, which is the true love. It is the pure love because uh, they came from the right source of love, you know? And that is God. So, it does not something because ang iniisip kasi natin when we talk about humanitarian is that we have to be philanthropic no in in such a way but actually the real thing that uh, the real humanitarian it means you make other people enlighten their own life help them uh, realize themselves you know be aware of themselves you know? be aware of their strength and weaknesses and how can they survive life and how can they not just do good, not just be good, you know, but to go beyond goodness, you know, going beyond, uh, you know, these walls of gender, this caste, you know, this uh, this world of uh, rich and poor, you know, we have we have that in our society, you know, so it's going beyond that, and that is the spiritual aspect of. Being a humanitarian, so I think that's that's my opinion. No, thank you. Sim simply, simply amazing. And you know, to answer the question of um, Mads, for me, at the end of the day, um, you know, we can actually apply everything that Radha said, Danny said, and what Rachel said. First things first is make sure you're ready to to help because when you, when you offer assistance to anyone. You have to be consistent in terms of that, and you have to make sure that you're ready to give a bit of yourself when when you help out, and you should be prepared for that. And you know, for me, um, people say, you know, that's selfish. Just help out automatically. For me, you you should be able to to have you know the the, the maturity and the readiness to be like, you know what, I'm ready to help out people, because you know, if you, you help out people automatically, or maybe it depends on the way you're trying to help them, right? But um, automatically, and you're not yet ready, you're just going to wear yourself out. You're just going to not truly be able to give the help that these people need. So my answer, and I'm cheating a bit, I combine Danny, Radha, and Rachel's answers all in one. I think that's the, the perfect way to be a, to be a true humanitarian. Uh, actually, there's this um, comment from Back to Jess, and I think, um, Radha, you could help us out with this one. Uh, there are three gates leading to the hell of self-destruction for the soul, uh, lust, anger, and greed. 
Therefore, all should abandon these three. Um, Bhagavad Gita 16.21. Sorry, could you explain uh, this quote to us? Uh, yes. Uh, actually, uh, the, the Bible of the Hindus is called the Bhagavad Gita. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Bhagavad Bhagavan Bhagavad means God, Gita means song. So song actually, yeah, song of God. Yes. So Bhagavad Gita actually is spoken by Lord Sri Krishna himself, five thousand years ago. Actually, in India, yeah, the place called Kurukshetra is still there, and he spoke he spoke in it to his uh, friend and cousin or disciple Arjuna in the midst of a world war actually. You know, it's a, it, there's a war coming on, and Krishna is uh, telling this to Arjuna. You know, so Bhagavad Gita basically it's uh, actually we focus on this verse, this last anger and greed, according to Bhagavad Gita, is this this tree, the last anger and greed, uh, leads one to self destruction. You know, and uh, to, dip, to 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 go deeper more. Uh, we, co- we consider this one as the three gates of hell or a hellish life. Not not just about napupunta ka ng impyerno, but you will experience hellish life if you do these uh, things, you know, if you engage in these things. Especially si last, you know. So si last comes, last comes when there is an absence of love, real love. That means you are, uh, you, you just want the the physical or the in, the sexual you know intimacy of it so and there's no there's no mention of love so that is last you know so it, it it might be a last of a bodily or it might be a last of knowledge you know it might be a last of uh, of eating you know of everything that you do you know that's also last then we go to anger so as we all know that uh, if you cannot tame anger, then there's trouble always, you know. So, and the opposite of anger is peace or tranquility, you know. So, if you don't have, if you always, if we always uh, become angry always, so it's not also healthy. And then greed, uh, greed is uh, taking more than, uh, you know, we, uh, than more than necessary, you know. So it means uh, in in the Christian they call it gluttony, you know. So over over you know accumulation also, you know. That's why I'm very happy with Rigel. Mm. You know, I'm also a fan of minimalism. Uh-huh. So so minimalism is actually getting rid of this greediness inside, you know, and outside. I mean, accumulation of so many things, you no know? accumulation of power accumulation of food these are all uh, forms of greediness you know and these are all worldliness you know this are, when we say worldliness it means we're always you know we, we want to be in control with the material world you know? we want to be in the power we want to be in the you know uh, in the in the uh, in the top of this name and fame you know, of the society so that's what that is why this last anger and greed the, uh, the, Gita, the Bhagavad Gita says that these are actually the three gates of leading to a hellish life, or even to self-destruction. And it's not, it's not healthy for those people who are seeking enlightenment. 
portraying the life of self-discovery and self-realization. That's it. That, that's it, Paolo. Awesome, awesome. All right, uh, we'll just continue on in the comment section. So I'd like to thank Marky, though, for um, plugging in Iglap. Thank you for that, Marky. <laughs> you know, it's really great when I get to have guests as wise as, of course, Radha, Rachel, and Dan. It's, it's a huge uh, help with the show. So thank you, guys. Then uh, Krishna, that, that's really the person's name, uh, says Haribol. Uh, then we have a uh, PJR de los Reyes saying Hare Krishna. You have a lot of uh, support right now, um, Radha. Then we have um, yeah. Our, our, our greetings is always Hare Krishna. So it's also it, it means that we are uh, we do we do this arm pose salutation, okay. and we sometimes it, it's the same thing as we do Namaste or Namaskar in Hindu. You know. It means that we are offering uh, our respects to the divine within you, you know, yeah. and also to you, something like that. So we call it Hare Krishna. So it means uh, because we do believe that uh, you know, the, as uh, as from my background in the in, in, in the Christian, it means uh, God is in the, in the, is in the heart. So we respect the person. We respect also the divine within that person so that's the meaning of it. awesome and we we have this all comment from krishna as well uh prab prabs kumusta okay i'm prabhu. not sure that it's a, <laughs> it's a personal i think kumusta prabhu okay okay so it's is it is it filipino okay actually prabs means uh it's a short you know for filipinos we actually the real word there is prabhu so okay. actually, uh, we call it Prabhu. Prabhu in Sanskrit it means master or mm -hmm. sir. You know, there's okay. sir. Also, oh, uh, the person asking how you are, basically. Yes, how you. Okay. Then uh, PJ says, "Okay, lang Prabhu." All right. Mm -hmm. So you know, um, with, with this part of the episode, you know, we're we're in the latter part of this, and all. And sorry, the one part I wanted to talk about a bit with Red Gel. Because knowing Rachel, he'll probably explain the whole thing in two to three sentences. Uh, it's the Eightfold Path because I actually read this book before called um, Siddhartha by Herman Hesse. Mm -hmm. So it's not a religious book or anything at all. No, mm -hmm. it, it is a, mm -hmm. It's more of a fiction book about um, this man who was a very rich man. Then he found inner peace and became a Buddha in, in the book. So it mentions the Eightfold Path. And if it's okay with you, Regil, you know, for our, for our viewers who aren't too familiar with the Eightfold Path, if you could explain it and how, you know, if you could just explain it first and how it could um, be good to use in an everyday life. Hmm. Eightfold the Wolf Path is just an extension of the five, the five guidelines. Yeah. The guidelines, five guidelines, sorry, yeah. So now, so they will ask like, do not kill, but how, how to control, how to practice. Do not kill, do not steal. How? Because most of the most of the uh, discussion when it comes to philosophy and religion, they just give you an answer and then just leave it as it is. Do whatever you want. Follow it. In the Buddhist in Buddhist practice, we really need to follow some kind of uh, practice. So the Eightfold Noble Path is what we give him in the Buddha. So the Eightfold Noble Path is first is right thought, right speech, right action, 
right livelihood, right effort, right livelihood, uh, right effort. What else? Uh, right view, right mindfulness, and right concentration. Okay, this is just very simple words to answer. But let's give it an example. So now, Prabhu. So now, Prabhu. Just go with someone else. He's just talking about refrain from sexual misconduct. Now, I saw Prabhu in the mall. Okay, Prabhu, Prabhu. But Prabhu is another woman. I know Prabhu is therein. So now let's up, let's apply the eightfold double path. Now I see Prabhu right view. I know Prabhu. Should I, do I have a right view of understanding Prabhu? Or maybe I have a very bad thought view, like, ah, that is a girlfriend or mistress, probably. Since I have right view, I know Prabhu is a good man. Yes, I know he's a good man. So he's married. So probably that woman there is just a friend or who wants to know more better. It's just like, about so right view. Now that the right view accompanied by the right thought. Remember, right view, right thought. So now, I have right thinking. Probably, since I have right view of Prabhu, he's a good man. I thought he's just explaining more about the Hindu or the philosophy he wants to learn of. Was the he wants to extend his kindness to the woman? I have right thought. Now I have right speech. Now, since I have the right view, I have the right thought. I have right speech. I will not explain to people saying but you know what you know what prabhu have another woman i saw that is not right speech right so i have right view i have right thought i have right speech now let's go for the right action so what should i do to clear things up i go to prabhu and prabhu prabhu oh how are you oh please introduce me your 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 your, your companion that's right action Rather than just telling them, like, oh, never mind, I'll just send message right away, take a picture of Prabhu and post it on social media. You know, that's not the right action. Now, now, do right action, then do the right effort. So since I do the action already to, to Prabhu, I'm making right an effort to ask clearly what is this about so that I have already an idea. Okay, good. No problem. So now this is what they call as five. Now the sixth one is the right livelihood. According to the Buddha, he said, no matter how good you are, if your livelihood deals with prostitution, deals with a killing, deals with um, harmful like vices and toxicants, anything that's harmful to the environment and humans, you are not happy. And I truly believe that those people who are doing this kind of business are not really happy. I mean, they're depressed, honestly speaking. Ask a person who's selling guns, are they happy? No. Are they happy? Ask people who are selling prostitution. Are they happy? Of course not. So right livelihood it really affects more. So that's what I said. And the right concentration, the seventh one and the eighth one, right concentration and right mindfulness. The right concentration is what considered as the practice. So this is what we call as yoga. So concentration, you concentrate, you meditate like that. So that is what we call as the seventh practice. And the eighth one is the mindfulness. This is pertaining to the knowledge. So mindfulness also includes wisdom. So how will you do that? Experience more, read more, be kind, and be human more. 
humanitarian. So that's it. So if we humans practice simple as this, right view, right thought, right speech, right action, right effort, right livelihood, right concentration and right mindfulness, I think we have a better place, better world for me. Awesome. Well, you know, thank you for explaining that. I mean, I personally um, learned about that before, and you really explained it very, very well. So thank you for that, Regel. So, you know, we're at the basically the end of the episode. Uh, I don't want to keep you guys, you know, super long anymore. But before we end the episode, uh, I just have one last question for each of you. And that is, uh, as we all know right now, the world right now is a bit in turmoil in the sense of how people act, you know, how people prioritize certain things. I think you, you guys understand where I'm coming from. So based on, you know, your spiritual side, uh, how could you suggest or how, in your opinion, could you yourself help make the world a bit a better place for everyone? You know, it could be small, it could be big, doesn't really matter. And I would like to start with uh, Radha with this one. Okay, um, uh, this world, uh, we have to realize that uh, uh, perfection is a struggle here. You know, we have to do with that. I think uh, less expectations of what will be happening in life. You know, uh, we have to be mindful of today, of now, of the now, you know, uh, then living in the, in the past or you know dreaming of the future that our action is what it to be our action the best action now so that's that's the true mindfulness and making this uh, world better it means uh, it's also be, uh, becoming better in ourselves you know, in our lives you know. so uh, if we if we uh, have that in us then if it starts, uh, you know, as the famous Hindu personality, you know, Mahatma Gandhi said that, yeah. be the change, be the change you want to be, you want to be in the world, you know. If you want to be that, uh, want to be this, if you want this world to be a better place, then make, be a better you, you know, be a better with ourselves. So, I think uh, that's it, Paolo. Yeah, very, very, very beautiful, Radha. Thank you for that. Um, how about you, Rajal? Oh, since you just asked me about Eightfold Noble Path. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I, connect, I was meaning to ask you that earlier, but... Connect, you know, connect, 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 right? Connect, connect, connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as possible, let must have a right view first. Rather than thinking that this world needs to change, and this world is really bad, According to the Buddha, this is still a beautiful world. In this beautiful world, we are like a lotus that blooms in the body flower. Let's be clear, this world is a beautiful place. Now, I will not pretend to be very idealistic that it is all beautiful and wonderful for the eyes of most people. So now the Buddha recommend only three. In Sanskrit, we call this one Dana, Sila, Prajna. Not Prajna, Massage, ha? Prajna. Dana, Sila, Prajna. Dana means generosity. 
since I have the right view, I have the right fold, I follow the eightfold number path. Dana, generosity. So naturally, I see a beautiful world. I contribute to the more beautiful to make it more beautiful. I donate. I'll be more generous. Since I see the beautiful world, I don't see it in the world is negative, right? Now, sila means morality. Since I saw the world is beautiful and wonderful, all, all of you are creatures, are beautiful creatures. Dani, Paolo, Radha, all beautiful creatures. Then I admit and I must adhere to moral values. I'll respect in every one of you so that you will also understand what it means to be respect and respect other people and yourself as well. That is what we call a sila. Next one is the prajna or wisdom. Since I see the beautiful world, this is a very beautiful world. Beautiful place, mountains, businesses, malls, technological advancement, clothes, everything is beautiful and wonderful. But people lack understanding of the wisdom behind all of this human advancement. Humans evolve, civilization grow. Why? Because people who develop this kind of conveniences for humans to evolve understand the wisdom behind it. Sad to say, most humans doesn't understand the wisdom behind it. The clothes we wear, the food we eat, the cars we drive, the most we shop, everything, the cell phone that we use, there's wisdom behind it. So that's what we call the one prajna. Humans should understand the wisdom in everything and everywhere because this world is a beautiful place. That's it. Amazing. Simply amazing, Rajal. Thank you as well. How about you, Danny? You're on mute, by the way. Can you can you repeat the question? <laughs> and I was yeah, like, what? So yeah, it's basically like you know, um, when people see the world right now, I mean, the general perspective is it's not doing so well, right? I mean, society things like that, and Radha and Rajal have their own views and how to fix it in a way, quote unquote. So for you, like, how could we help improve the world in that sense? <laughs> How could we make it a better place for everyone? Well, in this current situation, kasi, like we're in the pandemic. We're still in the pandemic. So a lot of things have changed. And I guess a lot of people weren't able to pivot to something, you know, to, to pivot from seeing the world right now as a grim place. Pero I think there is beauty in... I guess, being stuck in this situation, that we were able to look into possible ways to work better at home without being without needing to physically go to the office. And I know as, as someone who works in a corporate job, I had to, you know, travel before. And a lot of people didn't see the value of, you know, going to work before and then you know, you're doing it, you're doing something mundane, like going to work. But once it was taken, taken away and you were forced to be in a, to be stuck at home, it kind of 
turned your world around in some way. And a lot of people see it as, oh, you know, I'm stuck in this wall, in these four walls, and I don't know what to do. But there are some people who are able to make do with the situation. So they were able to, you know, look for things that gave them value in life. Um, they were also, well, there are also people who have had time now to spend with the people that they work for. I mean, they, they work because they have to to provide for their families. And now that they're at home, they're able to actually be with their families during work times. And I feel like it's all a matter of perspective too. Like, would you rather look at the negative? Like, are you always going to have to look at the negative? Because I know as a person, the more that I look into the negative, the more it unfolds into the negative space. So seeing something and not giving it energy or power like the negative side but just seeing it for what it is like okay we're stuck in this situation and what can we do to make it better to make how can i improve myself like how can i make make this time about you know working on myself maybe not physically like a lot of people did exercise maybe mentally maybe what can i do to enrich my soul Maybe this is the time wherein I can just sit down and then learn other things, you know, read tarot cards or learn, uh, read books about spirituality or learn about Hinduism, Buddhism or whatever and just see what it feels like because this is the time wherein maybe the destruction of something will yield to the blooming or the, you know, the you know, the rebirth of something, something else. Like maybe this is the time for us to sit sit by ourselves and look within and see what comes up. Because I know like things happen for a reason. And I feel like this is a great reset in most, in, in everyone's lives apparently. And I guess there is no concrete answer as to how can we make the world a better place. But I guess it really starts with within. Like, what if, you know, I've been listening here and then I've heard something wherein how can you give when you can't give anything anymore? Like, why, why give something that you cannot give when, you know, your love tank is down or you yourself as a person is not fulfilled or is not able to fulfill your own needs? So, I guess parang paulit-ulit na yung mga messages. But it's more of like, at the end of the day, just, you know, do good it, for yourself as well. Like, ikaw muna, it's okay to be selfish. Selfishness is not, doesn't equal you being self-centered. It's you prioritizing yourself so that you are able to be whole, to be better, so that you can serve other people in the process. Or after, after you're whole, you know, it's easier for you to give. It's easier for you to give from a place wherein I'm comfortable, I'm whole, I'm able to give out of love kind of thing. Great. Well, that, that has been the episode. Thank you so much, Diane. That was amazing. Thank you to Radha and Rachel. Uh, you know, to our viewers, um, it's been... A huge honor to have 
uh, Radha, Reja, Danny here. Uh, I know the episode may seem a bit bitin, but you know we've gone beyond the the two-hour mark. I don't want to keep <laughs> these guys awake because I assume that they sleep very well. But you know, hi Krishna, Radha, thank you. Um, Amitofo, um, Reja, thank you as well. Um, before we end the episode, though, um, let's start with Radha. Do you have any plugins? Like, let's say people want to talk to you, ask you questions. Uh, where could they follow you? Things like that. Uh, actually, I have. Uh, I, I'm not mostly. I'm in face into Facebook, but I'm not. I'm not mostly online, because now I'm working with our uh, uh, farm in Bugo Cebu, so we have a farmland there. So we are developing it uh, mostly uh, i'm there during weekends but if anyone out there who wants to get connected with me so i'm you know just look for my name in facebook you know and we can you know share things together and uh we danny i think paulo paulo are you from manila right i'm sorry we're from manila so Danny, you're, you're we're in Manila, Danny. Makati, right? You're Makati, Makati. So we have a, yes. We have a temple in Makati, actually, in uh, in Mayapis, in San Antonio Village. Mayapis. Yes, oh, okay. San Antonio Village. Yeah. So we have a, a temple, I think, in the Banuyo Street. You know, you, you look for there's temple, and we are we are offering vegetarian food stuff for free. So if you drop by, you wanna try? So, yes, <laughs> Paolo, and also, Paolo. And also, and also Paolo. So we have, and we have also actually a farm in Laguna. Uh, if you go to Laguna in Alaminos, Alaminos Laguna, so we have a farm also, and we do the same. Uh, we we give food for free, not just every sun. Every Sunday is a big day, but daily we have food distribution. Yeah. So that was also what I'm doing in Cebu right now. I mean, especially the pandemic, marami ang nawala ng trabaho, marami ang naghihirap, lalo na yung mga, yung mga brothers and sisters natin na, which are, you know, impoverished. So what I do actually when the pandemic started, I, I, I nagsimula ko sa mga friends ko and uh, we try to do a, you know, to, uh, once a week feeding program. And it's all vegetarian, by the way. And we prepare it uh, very sumptuously. So we're giving it freely. So I'm trying to do this still, you know, do it uh, every now and then. So that's that's my program. So if anyone wants to connect with me or with Ask Hare Krishna, so it's very easy from here, you know. So thank you, Paolo, once again for having me here. Uh, Rigel, my obe- my respectful obeisances. Uh, Dani, for such a very uh, radiant woman, I can see. You know, na marami ka pang magagawa, no, sa mundo, no. So everyone of us has a mission, has a mission in life, regardless of what our religious faith is. So ano bang kinafalo natin? As long as we become, we do it sincerely, you know with all our heart and soul and you know especially spread the love you know uh, spread the goodness thank you all right krishna rather thank, thank you. you how about you Rachel? me ah they can contact me directly in my facebook or they can like my our facebook page cebu meditation or you can they can also contact our buddhist temple to buddhist temple 
Unfortunately, our temple now is closed, but we do community pantry. Uh, before, we actually have every week meditation session. And also, we cannot do for now, so there's nothing we can do much. So we can, they can look for my name. They can ask me. They can like our Facebook page, Cebu Meditation, or the temple's page, Chuun Buddhist Temple. for Rachel. Thank you. How about you, um, Danny? Okay. Anyway, um, people people can reach out to me on Instagram. I know my old Instagram got blocked. Anyway, um, it's imnudista.png. So that's where I'm mostly lurking. But if people know me on Facebook, they can always add me as well. Great. Oh, very sweet and short and sweet, Danny. Thank you. So, uh, <laughs> Snap will be back next week. You know, again, thank you to Radha and Rajal and Danny for being here. Um, thank you so much, guys. Uh, Iglap will be back next week. We will have uh, Jamie Casino where we'll talk about, you know, her her journey in life and how she's done so far. But again, you know, it's been such an honor, a pleasure, and I learned so much from each of you. So thank you again so much, Radha. Thank you so much, Rajo. Thank you so much, Danny. And to all our viewers who watch, thank you again. Keep, see, uh, keep safe, stay safe, and take care. See you guys again next week. Thank you, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, bye. bye.